Welcome back to Calix Cafe. Today I'm talking to Kay Smith, head of Alliance Management Business Partner at AstraZeneca, and we're going to discuss sourcing in the ever-changing e-clinical technology landscape. Come with me. I'm with Kay Smith from AstraZeneca. Uh, hello, Kay. Hi How there. are you today? Very well, thank you. Um, so, do you have a drink of choice that you always go for? I do indeed. I have my cup of English breakfast tea here. Um, milk, no sugar. Um, it's about the only hot drink I actually drink, in fact. Uh, but I don't do fruit teas. It has to be just English breakfast tea. Okay, I've made a note of it. Um, so I'm sure all our listeners uh, would like to know a bit more about you uh, and how you got into the, the clinical industry. Right, yes. Well, I mean, I'd like to say I had this fantastic career path laid out before me, but I, I didn't, in fact. I kind of fell into the industry. Um, when I was doing my degree, I didn't really have any sense that pharmaceutical industry was something you could go into. Um, and I actually started out working in the lab um, and decided quite quickly that laboratory work wasn't for me. And I found a, a little job in data management, in fact, um, in a very small company that was doing some research into um, identical and non-identical twins. And it led from there, really. Um, I got a job as a CRA, working for a small CRO, and then moved into project management and study management, and then um, finally found myself in, in alliance management. Okay, and how did you make that transition to alliance management? How did that work? Well, again, it wasn't something I'd actually planned to do, but um, I mean, throughout my career in clinical trial management, um, I've worked with CROs and, and vendors, lots of different vendors throughout my career. Um, and so when the role came up, it sounded interesting. And it's and it's interesting because it's um, it's really a role for soft skills. So you you take your all of your experience that you've gained, and I've been in the industry over 20 years in, in clinical trials. Um, you take all that experience and you bring it to build and help build a relationship, but also beyond the relationship, it's around processes and it's around just making things work smoothly. And that really appealed to me. Okay, interesting. Um, so, I mean, you have a lot of experience um, and you're in a large pharma. So I, I'm sure you see a lot of um, innovation, especially at the moment. Uh, how do you keep up with innovation? So we have uh, groups that, you know, their role is really to, to look into innovation, look out for new companies out there, new technologies. It's quite difficult to, to do it within just your day, day job, I think. Um, so we use those people and they, they scout for us and they, they look for those new technologies and then we, we assess those and see how do they um, fill the need in from the business. So part of my role is understanding the needs of the business 
and then making sure that the vendors we're selecting meet those needs. Um, so you're talking about the need of the business, um, but I'm sure there are technologies out there that um, get you or your team excited. How do you make the balance between being excited about using something but actually having a need for it? Mm, that's a good question. And actually, you know, um, I think we're always looking for the new and the innovative. Um, but it's a tricky balance because a lot of the new and innovative can come from these really small companies who then don't really have experience in, in scaling that up. So I think there's a there's a place for um, large companies being innovative and bringing their experience to bear, but also those small startup companies that we work with and we try to help them get to a space where they can actually scale what they have and, and bring it to a, you know, to a global stage. That's interesting. And I imagine from from your point of view, making them scalable uh, will benefit you as well. So it's kind of a win-win situation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously we want to be at the forefront of, of innovation and we want to be able to use all the best in technology. And, and sometimes that does come from a, a smaller company and it's, it, is, it does become a win-win because you're helping them to become scalable but they're also helping you and bringing something really innovative into your business as well. Um, but you know, that doesn't mean that there isn't also room for the large tech companies there as well. But I think there's a um, there's a bit of a perhaps, maybe not quite true, but there's a sense that sometimes the larger companies aren't as innovative as the, the small startups. I don't think that's actually true. But I think it's harder for a large company to, to really showcase what they can do. And I think, you know, that when you get bigger, things move more slowly. You're like a bit less, little less flexible, a little less agile. So. How do you um, keep the patient in mind when you... So, so we talked about essentially the, the, the vendor and your objectives as AstraZeneca, sorry. Um, but then there's the patient. Um, how do you keep the, the patient's experience at the forefront of what you do? I think it's, yeah, it's really important to try and do that. And I think, you know, if you think of a, um, a clinical trial, clinical trials are getting so much more complex now. And we're moving much more into digital therapeutics, wearable sensors, which are all great stuff. But if you think of a clinical trial and you've got, say, you know, four or five different wearables, it's really important to be able to look across those and make sure that, you know, you're not, you haven't got five different apps and five different sign-ons for the patient because, you know, that's, that's a big burden for them. And it's a burden for the sites as well to manage those five devices. So we try to make sure that we're looking at it to say, okay, all of those devices need to come into a single platform. So there's one sign-on for the site, one sign-on for the patient. Um, so we can bring all that data together. So it's, and, and I think the, um, the good thing about Alliance Management is we are able to sort of almost sit on that, sit on that fence a little bit and take a step back because we're not really down in the weeds 
doing this stuff, we're keeping an eye on how it's being done so we can say, oh, guide people a little bit and say, is that really the way to go? Do we need to make sure that it's a bit simpler for the patient? It's very uh, interesting to hear that your, your uh, a center point that really has to think about everyone's interests and how that's going to work for everyone. That, that's, I like that, uh, very enlightening. Um, right, I think we uh, are uh, probably at time almost. Uh, it's a shame, I'd like to, to keep the conversation going a bit more. Um, uh, but as um, you may know, I like to ask this question um, to, to uh, everyone I have a, a chat with at the cafe. Um, what would you like to see um, in 10 years in the clinical trials? What would get you excited? Mm. So I think there's a lot, there's such a lot happening. There's such a lot to be positive about. Um, I think, you know, as I mentioned, digital therapeutics and wearables are, are coming through. Um, but we're also talking about inclusion and diversity a lot in our, in our clinical trials. And so I think that the sweet spot for me is being able to have the digital, have the wearables, but also have flexibility for the patient because that's really important because I think we can get so so on the journey of the digital we forget to ask if that's actually what patients really want and just maybe by going too far along the digital route we're cutting out the patients who would actually like to go and see a doctor sometimes and go see a nurse so for me the key is to be able to to balance it so we're we've got flexibility built in so that yes you can use the wearable but actually to keep the human element, you can go to and see your doctor and go to the site if that's what you want to do as a patient. And I think if we can get that right, then we'll have made huge, huge leaps. So I like to think in 10 years time, we'll reach that sweet spot where we've got incredible, innovative clinical trial designs, but we've remembered and kept that patient at the center of it and really thought about what we can do that's flexible for the site and patient. Well, that's a, a lovely uh, way to end the interview. Um, like, keep the human side, I think that's what you said. And yes, I, I couldn't agree more. Okay, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and I'm sure all our listeners also really uh, found it uh, very interesting indeed. Um, so yeah, thank you. And thank you all for uh, watching us today. And we'll see you soon at the Kelix Cafe. Thank you, Kay. Bye. Thank you.